0: You're listening to the Business Spotlight exclusively on the Pod Station.
1: Welcome everyone to episode three of the business spotlight now ultimately if you haven't listened to the first two you may not know what it is that we're trying to do Uh, the idea is each episode will be a bit of advice from an expert within their field who will give you some advice and some tips and perhaps some explanations as to what it is they do and how that might improve your world your life your business. Um, The first episode we did about IT support and the second episode we've done about um, the accounting opportunities and the financial support that's available during the coronavirus pandemic because of course it's very current. Although a lot of the advice actually that they went through is something that could be easily applied well after um, all of this craziness has died down. This week uh, I wanted to do a slightly more positive take on things because you can get a little bit down generally on life um and so far we've looked at crisis management which feels a little bit in the doldrums so i've enlisted the help of gail tong from enrichment coaching now gail is a coach who will help bring some personal development aspects into your life um whether it be personal or from a business perspective Uh, and i thought it'd be a great time to get somebody with her her expertise uh, in so she can chat about why it is that you might want to do this, either if you're you're stuck in the house at a loose end or you're just looking for a little bit of guidance um, to help you get through this difficult period. So without further ado, I should really introduce you because she's sitting there patiently uh, waiting for us. Uh, So hi, Gail. How are you doing?
2: Hi, Mark. I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. Now, where where you were... contacting us from because i've done uh, social distancing so far but most of the people i've done social distancing um with through the podcast obviously online have been relatively local but you're not are you
2: no, so we, we will definitely be OK with the social distancing because I'm right down in Chichester on the south coast. However, what I will say is that they, there might be some words that people hear that think, well, she's not from the south coast. Originally, I'm from Lincolnshire. I'm from Skegness in Lincolnshire. So there might be the odd Lincolnshire accent word that um, particularly when I get carried away, it tends to come out a bit more.
1: If they can understand me from Yorkshire, then I'm absolutely certain they'll be able to understand you. Uh, I like your accent far more than I like mine, but I I suspect everybody says that.
2: Well, I think I I remember um, going off to uni and coming back and I went to university in Guildford, which was an awfully long way from Skegness at the time. And I always remember my granddad um, going home and my granddad's going, God, you've turned really posh you have, you're really posh now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure I'm not.
1: Well, I get com- I get uh, accused of sounding a little bit scouse, which whenever I mention this, anyone who I know over this side of the water in Merseyside laughs hysterically because nobody thinks I even sound remotely scouse over this side of the water. But if you go back to Leeds and if I go into a local pub and there are my friends around there who have still got the broad, untouched, unspoilt uh, accent, I can hear that slight little tinge of a... <clears throat> kicking in at the end of a <laughs> sentence and that's instantly when I go hmm I can hear it a little bit I, I, I still don't accept fully that that is the case uh, let us know e- email in <laughs> tell me do, do I sound like a scouser um I suspect the overwhelming answer will probably be no um but that's not what we're here to talk about his accents is it Gail we're, we're here to talk about right. you and your expertise and your building so I suppose the first question I should ask is um Tell us a bit about enrichment coaching, about why it is you started, a little bit about your background um, and how you have got into it and then what it is that they do. And then we can get probably a little bit, we can dig a little bit more deeper into the nuances of that.
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, so a little bit about me then. So, I've got a... Um, a back, well, I've actually got a retail background. So, I started off... I did a degree at Guildford, like I just said, in retail management, um, which doesn't teach you anything about running a store or managing people. Um, and then I obviously got... I w- Retail kind of picks you up and carries you along in this kind of retail bubble, and then it drops you out the other end and goes, right, what do you actually want to do now? Um, As much as I loved it, and I learned so much about myself, that's probably where my passion for really sort of developing and watching people grow came from. So I had had small teams, I had a big team. I think at the end of my retail career, I was managing sort of 50 retail colleagues um, in a 2.4 million turnover store. And I'd kind, of, I'd kind of outgrown it. So I, was, I took a little bit of a shot of courage and went off and got myself um, qualified as a CIPD trainer, as it was back in the day. It's now the fancy world of learning and development, but it was definitely training back then. And I went off and um, started applying for training roles. And I found um, a fabulous role at Ann Summers, believe it or not, um, And I spent 12 years of my learning and development career with them, and I did everything from running workshops for retail colleagues where, of course, I was completely relatable to them because I'd been there and I knew the challenges that they were up against, right through to working on values, um, a customer service program that added a couple of million to the bottom line. And I was really lucky that I got to experience everything. And during my time there, I'd always done a dabbled in a bit of coaching and really saw the difference that it could make to somebody. And um, I, again, went off and got myself qualified so I did another CIPD certificate in coaching and mentoring and um, got myself accredited with the EMCC which is the European Mentoring and Coaching Council Um, and then just thought you know what I need to move again so had this like grand plan of oh five years time I'll set up my own business but it all came a bit bit earlier than that Um, and I found myself you know Chatting to our amazing people director, Ansem, is talking about how we might be able to work differently. And she's been a great champion um, of what of what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, Enrichment Coaching was born about a year ago. And my, everything that's, Enrichment's all about making a difference or adding value to something. And that's what's been clear to me while I've been coaching is how much coaching can add value and make a real difference and really improve how somebody does something or approaches something. So for me, everything I do is all around confidence and building confidence, but it's how you get to that point and understanding what that is. So that's kind of it all... and wrapped up in a in a quick parcel there really of the last however many years of my life.
1: Oh well I bet during your plan you didn't ever anticipate a pandemic kicking in.
2: Wow, no. And certainly not sort of ten months into a brand new business. I mean, who could ever have foreseen that this would happen? Um so yeah, I mean I've certainly had to do a little bit of self coaching as this has happened. But I, I mean, how can you how can you ever plan for anything like this?
1: No, well, I think the short answer is you can't, can you? You just have to work around it, which I guess is where it comes into you. Coaching's quite a broad topic. It's it's a word that can be feel a little bit wishy washy to some people because they don't really understand what it is. There's there's so many different facets to what it is you do. So when you when you talk about building confidence, what kind of things do you work with people to try and do and achieve?
2: Yeah, so look, coaching for me, just to be really clear, is about moving somebody forward. So it's not about delving into the past and unpicking your history. It's really about right well you kind of are where you are what do you now need to do to move forward to achieve a goal or to be a different version of you or the best version of you and also i do get a lot of people that say oh well you know it's a bit of counseling well no it actually isn't and and do you know what if somebody if you've approached coaching and somebody's giving you advice then they're not a coach and i'd advise you to probably step away from them if you thought it was going to be coaching for me um confidence is a, is a real thing that affects both women and men um, and I've worked with both but actually in terms of the coaching what we what we do with the confidence pieces is really unpick what that confidence means to that person so people that come to me will say things like "Oh, I'm having a real issue with this person so it might be a relationship or I'm having a real issue with this situation it might be um I don't know, a board meeting or a presentation that they've got to do. Or it might be, oh, do you know what? I just, I just want to understand and maybe learn a little bit more about how I can work with my people in a different way. Um, and just to give you a really quick example, one of my clients came to me. and She just kept saying, I just want to be more confident in my role. I just want to be more confident. And so we started by saying, well, what does that confidence look like? And where she got to, she ended up with a big mind map. I don't know why I'm waving my hands around because clearly nobody can no, see me. No, it's good. I but, yeah. like waving. It. You're entertaining me,
1: nevertheless. I should really wave my hands around. <laughs> yeah.
2: she, she ended up with a big mind map of all the things that she felt affected her confidence. And when I asked her to re-look back at that and say, well, what is most important to you? The thing that it came down to was knowledge. So suddenly she knew that actually she'd got some knowledge gaps. So then her action was then to go off and find out, well, how do I overcome these knowledge gaps? How can I manage those and, and almost how can I control those so that I don't feel like the, not, the lack of knowledge is affecting my confidence in how I do my job?
1: Okay. What sort of circumstances might people see that as a, a, an added skill that they might want to develop?
2: Well, it could be anything. And this is sometimes the the challenge with coaching because like you said, oh, it can be quite, it can seem quite woolly. And I I think that's because people don't actually know what they could come to coaching for. So um, where I'm at at the moment, this is really exciting. This is hot off the press, just to share with you, is that I've been working on my brand so that I can um, be really clear about what it is that I offer. And what I now know after 10 months of running my business is that actually I do clarity and courage coaching for confidence so if you work with me what you'll get is you'll get absolute clarity on what your way forward is whether that's a goal or a situation that you're in that you want to move forward you'll get courage because actually it's courage in the action that gives you the confidence to take that step forward so i'm hoping that that makes sense because i'm not quite used to saying that yet that's my new 60 second pitch if you like i like it
1: well done (laughs) stick with that one it works
2: Thanks. (laughs) good Uh,
1: so uh, when we talk about confidence the automatic assumption is we are talking about somebody who is sitting in a dark corner feeling pretty miserable with life actually the more that just just with you talking now in the way that you have it's got me thinking of a whole host of reasons why somebody might want to look to develop those sorts of skills um i even think about myself really i mean I'd like to probably assume I'm I'm relatively confident and competent in most of the things that I do, but even then there are times when you might think, "Mm, I don't want to ask for that because of this reason, or do I want to try down that route because of this reason, and I guess that's probably a good example of even people who probably are sitting there thinking, well... Confidence, I'm I'm alright, thank you. I'm alright standing up in a room full of people. I'm alright in setting up a new business. I'm alright going it alone or learning a new skill. But there's probably always something perhaps that even those people, not just the people sitting in the dark corner worrying about what to do with the life, um, who would benefit from those kind of skills
2: so true and and you know what a lot of people say to me oh well you're really confident because you've done training and you've sort of put conferences and you've done this and that doesn't mean that I'm confident all the time um and and I had a saying when I first started my business and I was first going out networking and meeting people and it was I used to say to myself just put your big girl pants on Gail you know <laughs> you, you just kind of and that became a thing of put your big girl pants on and just go and do it because the more I I suppose, and kind of what you've described there in, in your, your kind of statement there is almost you inner critic. Yeah. So that voice that's in your head that's saying to you, well, that's a really crap idea, Mark. Why would you want to do that? Or nobody's going to want to work with me. Or actually, do you know what? I can't do that or I shouldn't do that. Sometimes addressing that inner critic, that voice that tells you you shouldn't or you're not very good, can really help. And that, that was one of my ways of, of doing that was to say, right, big girl pants, come on put them on off you go just just do it what's the worst that can happen well probably nothing and 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 also I'm a big believer in whatever you go after do you know what if it doesn't quite go as as you had hoped then you've learned something I don't believe in failure I believe that you know the whatever decision you make and whatever happens you're going to learn from it for the next for the next time
1: okay what type of examples of people and their circumstances can we perhaps give to give to to, to switch that light bulb on, on over people's heads. So they might be sitting there going, still not sure how this applies mm-hmm. to me or if this applies to me. And I guess I'm talking about people who might be employed, who might be self-employed, who might have a failing business, who might have a successful business. Where would mm-hmm. they fit in and how might these sorts of
2: improvements help them? So the, ch- the challenge here is with when you first go into a coaching what we call a coaching contract with with somebody is whatever we say in our sessions is completely and utterly confidential it doesn't get shared with anybody else without your permission so I clearly am not able to talk about real specific examples but to give you some general ideas of people that I've worked with and things that we've done so um, I have worked with um, a a female um, who you would appear um, she would appear to you as being really confident really driven really determined um but has a a really great inner critic that stops her from um you know going into situations and being the person that she wants to be and one of the things that we've talked about quite a lot is um her her reaction to different situations and how she can control those reactions um and she um we talked about her almost childlike behavior, if you like. So if something happened that she didn't agree with, or she thought wasn't right with her values, well, she reacted in a proper, you know, oh my God, well, that's ridiculous kind of way. Whereas actually by her taking control of that situation, and maybe taking a more of an adult approach to that, she started to uh, let go of some of those things that were really affecting her. She's almost started to accept that, you know, it's okay for me to just not respond to that and to just have an adult response and walk away from it because actually the only person that I'm affecting there is myself.
1: I think people who are listening who may know me are probably uh, expecting you've just described a situation that probably... I I could fit easily into and they're probably thinking did she change the sex just to cover this (laughs) up just for the record the identity yeah (laughs) just just for the record no I haven't learned that lesson yet and but yes perhaps I should um you're talking about an inner critic what what do you Mm. mean by an inner critic Uh, because I I mentioned some examples before didn't I and it seemed to touch on that point
2: yeah so your, your inner critic is that voice inside your head that says to you you shouldn't do that you can't do that you're no good at that you crap at that why would you want to do that and I um with your inner so I I've got five top tips if you like of how to manage an inner critic but first what I should say is that one of the great things to do is to give your inner critic a name so sometimes they might be known as like a mind monkey or something like that so I call my inner critic Betty now no offense to anybody that's called Betty I did have an auntie Betty no no offense in
1: fairness that is but a name that I would put with an inner critic oh, okay good. no offense Bettys uh, don't write <laughs> exactly <in. laughs>
2: offending Bettys now but the reason I call mine Betty is because Betty sounds like a really lovely person and generally your inner critic or Betty has got your best interests at heart, she's trying to protect you, that's what your inner critic is trying to do, but actually I feel like it's okay to just say to Betty, Betty do you know what, don't worry, I'm going to put my big girl pants on because I've totally got this, you can pipe down a little bit, I don't need to be rude to her, I can just be nice to her, but I I think with your inner critic it's really important that actually you don't you don't take action on the views of your inner critic and what that voice is telling you. You stop and you take a breath and you acknowledge that actually it's not real. It's just something I've made up in my own head. Uh, but you have to be aware of when that's happening for you to then take a step back to do that. One of the other things that work, that has worked for me uh, with an inner critic is around a true or false. So when, some, when your inner critic or Betty is saying to you, right, do you know what, Mark, you're not going to be any good at that. Ask yourself, is that true or is that false? And if it's true, then, well, actually, you can learn from that, you can take that forward, you can do that. If it's false, well, then, you know, disregard that information, go and do it anyway. And actually, if you don't know whether you're going to be any good at that, find someone that can help you find someone that can find out. Um, a couple of other things are around cheerleaders. And that's been really important, I think, at the moment in the situation that we're in. So I've got a great tribe of people around me that have pushed me along the way that have cheered me on that have helped me that I can rely on. Um, and, and they've been great. So you know, I can just hear them saying things to me, you know, you should do that anyway. Why? Well, what's stopping you? You know, a little bit of coaching, I guess, for me. Um, write a letter write a letter to you and a critic, you know, it's time we we separated way ways, you know, it's not you, it's me. We're gonna part company.
1: Oh, bad loads uh, of those as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So just a few ways that you can you know, you can kind of help. And and each time somebody comes back to coaching we talk about you know, what, what have you done to manage your inner critic? So one lady that I was working with used to say, oh, I can just hear her in my head saying to me, you know, oh, well, why didn't you do more? Why didn't you help that person? Why couldn't, you know, and then I'd, I'd sort of say to her, so, well, what more do you think you could have done? How could you have helped that person differently? And when she started to think about that, actually, there was nothing else she could have done. So then I would encourage her to go away, to answer back to her, Betty, and to say, well, actually, I've done everything I can. And she, as she, the more she started to do that, the more natural that became to her.
1: its I mean, it's fascinating. There's so many ways in which it could be applicable right at this moment in time. You've got people who are probably with many inner critics about turning their business around in the current situation. Do Am I going to be able to do this? Do I go and get a business interruption loan because will I ever make my business profitable again? Or, um, they might this furlough might have actually woken people up to the situation where actually I should go it alone because I've got no control over this situation. Um, I've gone from being employed and being happy that each month a pay packet drops into my bank account, and then lo and behold. This has happened, and now that payback, it it doesn't feel quite as secure as it used to do. So maybe I just take control of it. And I guess these things that the inner critics are probably the things that would stop people from doing that.
2: Definitely. And the one that you said it, the word a couple of times there was about taking back control. It was about you know it feels out of control. Well, how do you take back control? So one of the other things that I'm a big believer in is control the controllables so in a situation like we've I just got want to say that I'm really struggling to say the word lockdown (laughs) I've got a real mental block over this and I think it's because I don't actually think we are because we can go out for our exercise you know we're not we're not confined to our houses as such are we and I've had I've had a real mental block over that Um, but as we found ourselves in this new normal shall we say one of the things is about control the controllables so those people that have unfortunately been furloughed actually do you know what that is out of their control and there there is nothing they can do but they can take some advantages of that if they wanted to around as I understand it they can still do training they can't work for the business, but they can still do some personal development. Um, and and I, think, I think that there will be some people, uh, do you know what? What I'd say is if you're struggling to um, understand or focus at the moment, one of the things that um, a couple of my clients have found really helpful and it's around this whole focus on what you can control. Get yourself a piece of paper, get two columns, things that you can control, things that you can't and make two lists. And what you'll probably find is in those lists, in the things that you can't control, you'll realize that's where you're spending a lot of your energy. But actually, what is the point in that? Because you're not going to get anything from that. You're just going to worry yourself and your inner critic is going to go into absolute overdrive. Focus on the things that you can control because then you will feel more in control of the situation. So, and and I've, look, we've all had days, haven't we, in this where we've gone, oh my God, what is happening? And I can't control what's happening out there, but I can control what I'm doing and I can control how much social media I'm interacting with, how many times I'm getting annoyed with the journalists that are just looking for an angle or twisting the news conference. So there were some things that in the beginning I had to make a change because I was getting, they were out of my control, but I could control how I responded to different things.
0: If you have a passion, hobby, or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The Podstation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest-growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit the podstation.co.uk forward slash station packages. And remember, those with passion podcast.
1: We've touched on the fact that this is actually a really good time to do some personal development. You've those people who have been furloughed have time on their hands. And the, the argument well certainly as a self-employed person i don't buy the argument of well i'm not getting paid i'm not really interested you kind of are getting paid because you're getting 80 percent of your salary from yeah. from the taxpayer and you get probably getting 20 from the from your employer so it's actually a great time to take advantage of that and build some extra skills into your your, your arsenal so that when you go back to work uh, you might be able to ask for a pay rise because you've got some new skills you can use you can, potentially ask for a new role because there's things that you want to do that you're now skilled to be able to do so I think from an employee perspective it's still a it's a great opportunity to do that isn't it
2: yeah and I would think as well that do you know what this I mean you've probably seen it on social as well the posts that say well what kind of normal do we want to return back to because I think that there might be a few people out there that are questioning the commuting that they did the travel that they did or even the role that they're in. Um, and in the early part of this year, I worked with um, a really great guy who was really um, starting to doubt his ability to do his own role because he just wasn't enjoying it anymore. And, um, and actually, this is where coaching could help in something like this. You know, if you feel like you are a little bit stuck at the moment, you're almost a bit stuck in a rut, you're in your comfort zone, you want to make some changes, but actually you're not really sure about what they look like, coaching can help you to get clarity it can help you to really focus on well actually you know what I definitely know I don't want that but actually I do want this and I think I think now is probably do you know what we're never going to get this well hopefully we're never going to get this time again where we can we've got time to really plan and really think and there's something I saw yesterday I think I did a post about it that just sort of said do you know what um it talked about planting the seed. So the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you eat the fruit. Yeah. So doing something right now, if you can afford to, um, or even if your employer can help you with the cost of that at the moment, then if, if you are stuck in a rut and you need some help to see the way forward and the way out, or even just to manage how you're feeling right now, coaching can be really powerful to help you to do that.
1: The pl- The plan is the key, isn't it? having a plan of action and understanding what the plan is because not Mm -hmm. everything has to be done straight away this this is the misconception Mm -hmm. it's today I'm going to be there I'll give myself an example I I was a lawyer for 15 years um, and I never should have been a lawyer I didn't really like Mm -hmm. it but I was okay at it and it paid well so you kind of get stuck into that cycle of it now pays for a lifestyle and a bit reluctant to let the lifestyle go but it's not really fun anymore and they got less and less fun to the point where eventually I had to make a decision and in my head my decision was sod this for a lark <laughs> you're a long time dead and I've still got plenty of years I've probably still got another 20 years of working left in me so do I want to be doing this for another 20 years and so I well actually quite quickly I said right enough's enough I'm going to go and do something else instead and I did that now When I think about it, there was actually an awful lot more planning in that than I'd actually realised, probably subconsciously because for five of the ten years that I had my own law firm, I'd been surreptitiously and subconsciously building up skill sets within the fields I really enjoyed because I was coming across them as part of running my own business. And I'd been building up those skill sets and then realising that I was enjoying them more and more. And I suspect that was the fuse that had been lit. And my decision to eventually pull the plug on being a lawyer was more because I'd actually got to the point where the confidence in those skill sets had got to a a, a stage where actually I was quite happy to take that leap from A to B because it wasn't as big a gap as it might have been if five years earlier it had to come up with the idea. Um, Mm. And I guess that's the confidence element of what you do, isn't it? It's, it's, it's giving people that comfort blanket of that inner confidence that they can do it and they should do it. And what have you got to lose?
2: And what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And and this is for me where the the clarity and courage coaching has, has come in for confidence, because once you've got clarity about what you want to do, like you've just described, and I was in exactly the same position as you when I decided to leave Anne Summers, because I felt like I'd, I'd almost outgrown the role and it was time to do something else. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, I learned so much there and I'll forever be grateful for that experience that I had with them. But it was time for me to do something else. And if I didn't do it at that point, I never would and all along I said do you know what if the worst happens I've got that background and those skills I can go and do something else so if the worst happens I can go and get another job I mean I know I realize it's not as easy as that but but you can but I think once you've got the clarity and it's it's the plan that helps you to take action that then gives you the confidence to be able to do it
1: yeah so we we've touched on employed people who might be stuck in a rut what about self-employed people what about people like that that say are in the same situation as you they've got a relatively new business um, this will have hit them I mean if you are a new business God bless you because it's this couldn't come of this couldn't have come at a worse time for people no. who have just decided to go it alone uh, they probably don't have the profit profit records to make I the don't. kind of financial supports. With the financial schemes, the, some many people don't have offices, so they're not applicable for the grants. I mean, it's just you've kind of ended up with the short straw in every front. So, what what can those people be doing? Because it's not a lost cause.
2: No, absolutely not. So I'm exactly in that situation. So I don't. I've got no records because I'm only. Well, I, the business is actually a year old, but I've only been trading for about ten months, um, so I don't have any of those records. I don't, I don't apply for, I don't qualify for any of any of the help, but it's absolutely not a lost cause. And and I think if if in your heart of hearts you really believe in your cause and your mission of your business, it's probably quite likely that you'll make it through. And and I don't mean to sound that to sound flippant, but actually I think that. Do you know what? I'm just I'm well, here we go. In this time I'm studying to be an NLP practitioner. Which you've probably heard of, yeah. all about thinking. And one of the things that well, they say. Sorry, for the, is, be, for
1: the sorry. benefit of people who don't mm. know what NM, nlp is. Do you, you want to just let people know? I can't say it. I was just <laughs> can... always
2: lazy to say. <laughs> so it's neurolinguistic programming. So it's all about understanding how you talk to people, how you think and how you process, and then how that comes out in the language. And I think um they talk an awful lot about you focus on what you get, or you get what you focus on rather. So, you know, and it's all about positive thinking. And one of the things that I read yesterday was about try. Oh, well, I'm going to try to do my best. And actually the word try almost gives you that get out. I'm going to try and make it to the gym or I'm going to try and do my ex Oh, well, do you know what? I'll just sit and have a glass of wine instead. Whereas if you say, well, I am going to do it and I am going to do that, it, it just just that that positive almost that mindset change isn't it the nlp no.
1: is a very scientific thing
2: mm.
1: i'm for 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 the record as a yorkshireman if there isn't a scientific basis to things mm. i hold very little credit towards it so religion it's lost on me you know anything that there isn't some logical structure and explanation for. I kind of, I'm a bit like, cool, if you believe that, good for you, but I'm <laughs> probably not going to pin my colours to that mast if that's okay. Um, These kind of things can often fall into that remit. People can often make the wrong assumption that it's all gushy, emotion stuff, and it's not, is it? There's There's a scientific basis to all of this stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and it, and it's all about how the brain's wired and how it works and how it all interacts together, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, and, and I'm only a little bit of a way through it, but um, my learning and development background, there's a lot of it that I know, but it's all out of context. So what about, you know, how you learn and how you process and how we all of the information that we're filtering in and how, what we do with that, how we, you know, we generalize, we distort it or we delete it. All, all, it's just fascinating. And, and already I can start to see how some of that is applicable to my clients and, and where I can um, hear that they've used that or their mannerisms or uh, the a topic I was reading about today in the garden was all about... Um, well,
1: it was sunshine. You know, I, I've been working in the garden today, people
2: apparently the best way to work in the garden is to get a, co- a cardboard box around your laptop <laughs> there's, de- there's definitely a business opportunity and how some in some kind of vi- laptop visor they you go you can someone can have that one well painting so, just, that just i'm gonna edit, i'm yeah. gonna
1: i'm gonna edit that out and am painting yeah. it first
2: <laughs> brilliant um but uh, i there's definitely something in the positive thinking and and i think that do you know what if if you are in in a similar situation to me now where you've maybe not got as many clients as you would like um and there's loads of stuff out there that can actually help you if and and, and i'm aware that people won't have money to spend as well but there are loads of facebook groups where you can learn from each other and i'm actually doing one at the moment with um with a, another coach and it, it's actually not about us giving stuff it's about us all sharing our experiences because you learn so much from each other as well just in saying oh well I've tried this what what about that um so I think there is a lot there is a lot of I, want, I don't want to say emotional support but a lot of that kind not financial support but there is a lot of support out there in in even networking you know, you know, and, and all these Zoom calls that, I mean, I, I think I was on four back to back the other day. I was like, God, I don't think I do this many meetings in a normal day. Um but uh, there is a lot of support out there for small businesses. And I'm sure as well that there are a lot of people out there that are happy just to have a chat, just to share. But, you know, if, if you do want to invest some money and you've got that money to do, now is a great time to do that personal development piece because we'll never get this time back again. No. Uh, and whether that is getting a certificate or it's, it's learning um, your trade or your craft or actually it's getting clarity on what you want to do when and if we could, well, will come out of the other side it's going to look a bit different but if you want to get clarity again that's where coaching could really help you
1: and if they're running short on money and it's possible that those people probably are suffering a bit of a cash flow issue Mm. contras are a great way of doing it so um doing a like-for-like service if if somebody's house needs painting and you need some coaching there you go there's a thinking outside the box isn't a bad thing is there
2: Absolutely, yeah, and, and why not? Why not? If I, actually I wouldn't be, um, I that would be quite good for me because I am useless at that kind of thing. Well, it's all um, kinds,
1: isn't it? It might be you need yeah. some terms of business drafting, so a solicitor can help in return for services that'll save you five hundred quid. Yeah, um, you might need, um I don't know, some a website building. Well, you're starting at least the thick end of a thousand pounds, so some mm-hmm. coaching in return for that that that's going to wipe off a chunk of money. You know, there's there's ways in which people can get access to this sort of personal development even if they're even if they're perhaps not cash rich at the minute
2: yeah and actually do you know what I would also take a positive view on doing something like that because for me uh, as a coaching professional I'm still getting to coach and I'm still building up my experience and I'm still getting coaching hours that count towards my accreditation that actually I'm probably not getting as many of those now as I was before bc before corona and dc during corona (laughs) well so
1: if you check in the show notes i will put a list of all the things that gail needs doing at her house Uh, so (laughs) everyone can everyone can apply uh it will all be done by for free in return for her expertise of course
2: there's quite a lot by the way (laughs) well
1: we, we, we touched on people, as like it said at the outset, that those are people who perhaps are feeling a bit down or struggling or in a rut. What about those people who are actually going great guns at the minute? Because there are businesses who are, I mean, hell, anyone who sells toilet rolls probably done quite well for themselves <laughs> in the last few months. Um, but the, those kind of businesses who actually, their services have still been high demand. So Sarah, who did our first show, IT Support, that won't have dropped accountancy that won't have dropped um cleaning services there that's probably still in high demand so there's Mm -hmm. there's plenty of businesses out there who are still doing well how how can these kind of things still help them and particularly at this moment
2: yeah so i'd say for a business um such as those good on them well done for um for doing that that's brilliant and and actually what i'd say is well this is now time for you to probably focus and and how do you then become better and great at what you're doing and certainly we talked right at the beginning about how coaching can move you forward and that would be you know something that I would say you could you could start to think about so what does life look like when we come out of this and how are you then going to elevate your your business so again we're back to the clarity bit how do you get clarity on what this looks like because we know this isn't going to last forever and whilst you're doing that now whilst you're doing really well now is that likely to continue and if it's not what does that look like so I'd be challenging somebody to think about a little bit differently about that um also uh, I mean there are a couple of clients that I've been working with who have got businesses that are in a good place and they're carrying on and they're doing the self-development bit so they're working on right how do I become a better version of me and um, certainly with one of my clients we've been looking at strengths so let's talk about um and and there's um they called that my best um strengths cards and we use those because they're they're words that you wouldn't normally pick to describe your strengths but I'd, I'd get you to pick your strengths and talk about how you use those and how you could leverage those to be a better version of you and um this particular client has come away from that going oh my god i just love learning about myself and love learning about where i can be better and how i can be different so again we're back to that kind of personal personal development so i wouldn't ordinarily describe myself as a business a business coach that's why i describe myself as a personal development coach because well i'm not i'm not you don't have to be experienced in the area to be a coach but i don't think i'm experienced enough at business but i do know a lot about personal development and I, and i do think that if you personally develop your skills it will ultimately impact your business for the better
1: yeah if your business is doing well at the moment it's a time for focusing on world domination isn't it really Mm -hmm. if you're doing really well now's the time to plant those roots in such a way to get such a firm grip of your industry that for the next 20-30 years your business can be a bedrock in that area or in that field it can be possibly a business that will set your family and future generations up for the for the rest of their lives, it will provide security beyond. So even then, there is a reason why it's good to just stop, take a quick stock check of where you were headed, figure out where it is you're going to go, and then how you're going to get it. Because riding a wave sort of haphazard or just, just riding with the wave is fine. But actually, if there's a couple of opportunities that you've missed by doing it that way, seems a bit of a shame really, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people that have suddenly gone, Oh God, I've got time to think. And now I'm realizing that I've maybe missed a couple of those opportunities. And I, and again, you know, now's a great time to look at those. And I think as well, what coaching helps you to do is it's, I, I maybe should describe myself as a facilitator of thinking and reflection, because actually that is what coaching gives you the space to do. So some people come to me and they just go, Oh God, you've I've had an amazing session with you. You've really helped me. I'm I'm really clear. And I sit there and think, actually I've not said anything. You because what they've done is they've done all the all the thinking, but because it's all out there and it's in the atmosphere now, they, they either feel better or they feel more in control of it. So yeah, I I think um I think coaching does give you turning up in front of somebody regularly does give you that space to really think and really reflect on. What you've done really well, obviously, um, but actually, you know what you what you can do better and how you can move forward from that.
1: My brain moves at such a fast rate; I'm always thinking of the next thing before I've finished thinking about the first thing that came mm-hmm. up. So, I'm mm-hmm. constantly having to add notes or reminders or things somewhere on something on a device so that I can go back to it, pick up, and then or- organize it. I think sometimes that's the biggest difficulty. Be busy people, whether it's positive or negative, busy have is just stop checking and going right okay that's a list of ideas I've come up with right which one of those is worth pursuing which one of those is developing mm-hmm. which one of those do I think I can or can't do where when should I tell Betty to get out of here <laughs> go, go and have a <laughs> and drink
2: which, and also which one is most important which one is going to get you the biggest return or the biggest you know the best feeling or it's not always about you know I've got I've got this list which is the most important thing for you to do and probably now I'd be saying which is the most important thing that's going to make you feel absolutely brilliant that you would achieve
1: my dad gave me some advice which I promptly ignored uh, when I was younger and obviously knew way better um, he, he said it's you're a long time working so do something you enjoy and uh, I ended up falling into law, as I've always already touched upon, mm. sort of by default of the route I was taking, and it wasn't the route I probably would have taken had I had, had the opportunities that children's school have now and the technology being available, um, and I'm glad that when I did that, it, sort of, it took me 15 years to get there, but I was like, I don't really want to do this much longer, and so I stopped and decided actually my dad was right, but... Um, we won't, we won't tell, him. tell him and I'm going to have to edit this out in case he's listening and hopefully he's not listening because he's well, retired now so why do you need to know this dad uh, get off and yeah all right
2: but you know if it makes you feel any better my mum always said um, when I was younger and I was growing up she would say oh do you know what Gail these things always happen for a reason and I used to go oh whatever but again, do you know what? She was right. And I do believe now that all these things do happen for a reason. And and I think actually there's probably, no, we're getting a bit deep and a bit philosophical now, but um, I think there's probably a reason why we are all in here. I mean, look at what the weather's been like whilst we've been in, during corona not lockdown. <laughs> um i mean it's been beautiful hasn't it? it it's almost like the world's going right do you know what you like just need to stay in for a while because you make a hell of a mess and then you we, we can come out when when we're good and ready
1: well nature's picked up hasn't it the, the, the pollution yeah. levels uh, have yeah. reduced uh, nature's mm. got I, i've become a twitcher so i'm i'm in a lovely i've, I've got a lovely area i'm very fortunate that my house outlook looks over a a lake with a woodland area, and I can walk around that. So, nice. I mean, to be honest, I'm an insociable sod at the best of times. So, uh, <laughs> this this current situation, this new normal, suits me down to the ground. I'm quite <laughs> happy, and I can wander around. But I've suddenly found this weird fascination with the birds that actually normally I'd never have given a second thought to okay. because mm-hmm. I'd have been whizzing in from work, mm-hmm. making the tea, sitting in front of the telly, going to bed, wash, rinse, repeat. Um, each day
2: and you can hear the birds out there now because there's no traffic so you can hear the noise that they're making we've got we've got one that keeps coming and drinking out of our watering can (laughs) by the water tub he just keeps coming every day i see him it's it's quite nice it's like you know it feels like a nice habit
1: (laughs) so yeah watch out for the new twitchers bird watching podcast that i'm going to be bringing out very soon (laughs) everybody brilliant Uh, (laughs) if people do decide uh, what what sort of things do they need to be looking for in a in a great coach what what should we expect in a great coach
2: that's a great question so i think it's about do you know what it's it's not always about their experience or or what what they know or don't know it's about actually do you get on with them (laughs) Do, do you feel like you could work with them do you like them and and i i would just say how When you meet with a coach for the first time, because mo- most coaches, we all offer like a free, well, not now, coffee and a chat, but a free consultation or whatever you want to call it. Zoom but, um, meeting. I, yeah, so, sorry, say that again.
1: A Zoom meeting.
2: A Zoom meeting. Obviously, a Zoom, other, a other, virtual coffee. Yeah,
1: other platforms are available. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, unless Zoom wants to be a sponsor, in which case, Zoom, 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 Zoom.
2: <laughs> but I would say, how does that person make you feel? so one of my clients I did an introductory session with her and she walked away saying um, oh my god I just walked away feeling incredibly empowered emotionally but practically and for me that was really important because I felt like i'd I'd had an impact on her and and she's and we're still working together and that was that was quite a while ago but it, it's about how they make you feel and and you know whether you can trust them and you can you can work with them that that would be. the the biggest thing i think for me
1: if people want to be able to get in touch with you to either find out more about what it is we've discussed today or hopefully to use your services Mm because i'm hoping the people who've listened to this um will feel the same way as i do which is a you fab and b (laughs) you know what you're talking about so if people do want to get in touch with you to to get a bit more information how can they do that
2: Sure. So my website is enrichmentcoaching.co.uk or I'm Gail and that's G-A-Y-L-E, just to be different, of course, at enrichmentcoaching.uk code at uk and on my website is my mobile number and all my socials so if you you're, you're maybe not sure my, my website just gives you a quick overview of me and, and kind of what I've done pretty much a lot of what, what we've talked about but my socials all on there as well so if you want to see the kind of things that I'm talking about um you know some of the stuff around the control the controllables that, that's all over my social so feel free to give me a follow and you can contact me through any of those as well
1: Fabulous. So I, I I would highly recommend you get in touch because I, I I think this is a perfect time to be doing this kind of thing, focusing on these these areas. You've got that extra opportunity to do it. Make the most of it. You're not going anywhere for three more weeks.
2: <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least.
1: Well, they did say, didn't they? That I mean, social social distancing probably isn't going yeah. to change for months it's going to be a, a phased in so uh, presumably people can do uh things with you both online it's not it, the fact that we, we're not able to meet in person at the moment isn't going to stop this from being absolutely, a possibility no,
2: absolutely not because I think uh, you know look, everybody's doing everything online aren't they and I think um you know I think this this is working really well and you can still get although you can't see that well, you can't always see the whole person um but you you can still get a feel and and I think you know as a as a coach you get to you get a feeling for how somebody's feeling and how that's how that's going whether that's online or or face to face so yeah happy to do happy to do both
1: I'm going to be a bit disappointed when we stop doing conference meetings because it means that I can't wear me comfy pants anymore i'll be most most annoyed that the top half is smart and the bottom half isn't quite as smart Uh, and nobody knows it it must be and
2: and how many times have we looked at those journalists and gone oh i bet they've just got boxer shorts on underneath their suit and tie i bet they've not got any trousers on
1: and we now know it it is true it is true
2: yeah yeah well brilliant.
1: thank you very much gail that's been brilliant um hopefully you. you found it useful if you have um you i will put all of gail's contact information into the show notes so you can get in touch with her there in case you didn't have a pen and paper to hand which is cool but of course you can re listen to this as many times as you want because that's the beauty of a podcast um If you would like to be on the show, so hopefully you've seen from what Gail has very kindly offered to do, which is give some really useful tips, particularly at a time when people will benefit from that kind of stuff. If you would like to do that and you have a business that you think will be able to offer something to people to give them a bit of advice, of course you get a little bit of free promo in doing it, but... Um, fundamentally it's just about giving something back at the moment then if you email uh, spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk uh, you can get in touch and we, we can hopefully book you in for for a session uh we can do a show uh, I, f- I think i've done everything there haven't i i haven't missed anything mm-hmm. out don't think so <laughs> brilliant well thank you very much gail for all your time and your help it's been fabulous we might even get you back uh in in a few months time once this is uh change slightly and and see where we can pick it up from and how how this sort of coaching can fit into to that scenario if that's okay
2: yeah great thanks for having me it's been great yeah and definitely would love to come back can maybe share with you some observations of how people have transitioned out of here as well
1: yeah that's brilliant fantastic Mm -hmm. all right well thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll catch you next time see ya.
0: If you'd like to submit your business to be on the show, simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at thepodstation on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.